Good morning, everybody. It's good to be here with you from the Fox Valley Church of Christ, which is pretty much straight across Lake Michigan. Uh, we are comprised of the cities of Green Bay, Appleton, and Oshkosh. So uh, that's, that's what we mean when we say Fox Valley Church of Christ. Everything's turned on. I just got to clip it. It's good? All right. Clip it to something. All right. Fantastic. Yesterday we had the opportunity to uh, help out with Otha and Cynthia's move. And there was a memorable quote. You don't usually get memorable quotes during a move. But we had one yesterday. We were in the pod and uh, Cynthia said, Sometimes... You've got to upsize in order to downsize. And we were all puzzled by that for just a moment. But then it made sense. She said, hey, look, we, we needed some place where we could kind of spread out a little bit to figure out what we need to get rid of so that we can then eventually downsize. And it's like, oh, that made sense. You have been in a series about expanding church, right? That's been the topic of the last couple of Sundays. And this morning... We're going to uh, downsize in order to upsize, okay? What we're going to do is go in the opposite direction just a little bit. Rather than talk about how we can expand church, I'd like to contract the idea of church for just a moment so that you can get back on with the idea of expanding the definition. We're going to downsize in order to upsize. Before we get into it, though, I want to ask every disciple and seeker within the sound of my voice to make a free will decision right now. You can handle that? Okay. I want you to choose to hear what the Spirit says without assuming you already know what it's trying to say. Amen? That's a choice only you can make. The uh, title of today's message is Church is Not on Sunday. You've been expanding. Now we're going to contract a little bit. So you can expand some more. We're going to take away the idea of something regarding church. And that is that it is a time to meet. Meetings happen within churches. Just like meetings happen within your families. But a family is more than a meal. And a job is more than a paycheck. Church has meeting times, but it would be silly to think we could capture what church is in describing it with a meeting time or meeting place. Here's a, a little bit more into it. Let's get into Colossians in the first chapter. You know, just 20% of the population here in the States, according to more recent surveys and estimates done from the Journal for Scientific Study of Religion. I don't know if you knew that or not, but there is a journal for the Scientific Study of Religion. I've never read it. I'm shamelessly just taking a, a, a piece of information from one of their articles. But they estimate that only 20% of the population here in the States attend church regularly. Now that's maybe a little surprising. Maybe that's about what you figured. But here's the, the part where we can see a disconnection. Do you know what percentage of people, according to this Journal of Scientific Study, claim to be Christian? Like around 70%. So we can see a disconnection here. 70% are like, God, yeah! Church, eh, I don't know. I don't know about that. 
And in many ways, that can be attributed to two things. A growing independence and individualism, which is a part of our culture. We talked about this a little bit last night over at the Weatherston's place. that uh, came up in conversation. We see everything kind of through Western eyes. And I, I know Ben well enough to know that he's probably addressed that here with the church a time or two uh, over, over the last couple of years. The second thing that can contribute to it is just the flat-out inconvenience of membership. It's inconvenient to be members of a lot of things, like the gym. How many of you, show of hands, have a gym membership? Or access to a gym membership, right? Yeah, and and you know, so there's just things about going all the way to the gym that are inconvenient. You've got the membership, you're paying the the fees, and yet you've been there. It's like, I don't want to go. Why not? It's too far. (laughs) You know, just the the time it's going to take. It's cold outside, and I just got to put a bag together. (sighs) Nah, tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. It's inconvenient, right? Membership in almost anything has inconvenience. And membership in church can also have an inconvenience. So those two factors, our growing independence and inconvenience of membership, can make us feel like, God, yeah, sure, church, eh. Isn't that what happens on Sunday anyway? Can we just make church a Sunday thing? It's a meeting time or a meeting place. Even in the far more communal era of uh, history, an ancient Mediterranean world. During uh, Paul's time, the Apostle Paul's time, where he wrote all these letters to these various churches around the Mediterranean world. Uh, Even there, he chose to use a metaphor that we're going to look at here in Colossians chapter 1. And he used this uh, not just with the Colossian church. This this appears in in at least three of his letters. Uh, uh, Maybe our inferences to it in, in, in more. But here in Colossians in the first chapter, we're going to start reading in verse 18. And the analogy or the metaphor he makes here is that to church being like an organism rather than an organization. Okay, organism is a living thing. He uses that body of Christ analogy. Organization, that's something you can belong to, like the YMCA or Costco. Right? You pay your membership, and then you go to Costco. But you're not a part of Costco. Right? Unless, of course, you work there. Anyway, verse 15. Uh, I'm sorry, verse 18. Here in Colossians chapter 1, uh, Paul is writing to, to the church. And this is an observation that he, he's, he's wanting to, to be able to understand. He says, uh, and he, speaking of Jesus, is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether they're things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. He reminds them that there was a time when you and God were opposing forces. In verse 22 he says, But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body 
through death to present you holy in His sight, without blemish, free from accusation, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard, and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regards to Christ's afflictions for the sake of His body, which is the church. Well, there's a lot in here. But chief amongst the things I'd like to point out this morning is that when Paul was writing to the church, he was describing that organism as a living thing. He was using the metaphor that it was a part of the body of Christ. Church is not on Sunday. Church is connection. Church is connection. Connection to Christ, connection to each other. There was a time when we were disconnected. We were opposing forces, verse 21. But because of Christ's sacrifice of his physical body, we were able to be brought into union with Jesus. He is the head of that body. We are the members of that body. And that is not on Sunday. That is all of the time. We'll look over here in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 27. And this is just a snippet taken from a, a longer or larger use of this very same metaphor that Paul gives now to the church in Corinth. Different city, different needs, uh, different strengths, different weaknesses, but he's using the same analogy because it works there too. And guess what? It works in Grand Rapids. And it works in the Fox Valley. It works where we're from. This idea that we together reconciled to Jesus, no longer adversaries, are a part of this organism known as the body of Christ. And it says there in verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ and each of you is a part of it. I don't know if your conscience ever, maybe it's not even your conscience, maybe it's just the voice of the adversary masquerading as your conscience. If he can masquerade as an angel of light, I'm sure he can masquerade as your conscience from time to time. But it accuses you and reminds you or tells you things that aren't necessarily accurate or biblical or true, but they sound just true enough to make us feel not good enough like we don't belong, like this is not where we should be. We shouldn't be amongst one another. These fine people don't need to be bothered by my sinfulness. They're better off without me. I don't belong here because I know the things that I've thought. I know the things that I've done. And I'm bringing the whole thing down if I stick too close. And so it would be safer for everybody if I just stay on the periphery. Huh? Some of us feel that all the more. And we've got to be sensitive to this in one another. Some of us feel that all the more when we're around each other. We're reminded that I don't rate very well. I'm looking at all these wonderful people. 
and I know where I've been in my mind and my heart, and, and I feel a little anxiety just being around them. And it's not that they've made me feel that way. It's just that I'm believing this voice that's speaking to me and telling me that I don't belong here. But that's not the voice of truth. Church is not on Sunday because church is all of the time. Church is where Christians are. Church is part of who Christians are. Church is diversity of function. Church is the many different parts needing to be different so that the body can exist. In this passage in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says, imagine if the whole body were an eye. Just a big rolling eyeball. Ew, exactly. We would like, we've all got eyes, you know. But if you saw a giant one rolling down the street, you'd be like, ah, it's gross. Look, you need the other parts of the body in order to function. Paul asks the, the question, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of smell be? You're going to want the sense of smell, right? You need to hear. You're going to need to pick things up. You're going to need to bend over. You're going to need all those parts of the body. The body is diversity of function. Church is belonging. Church is empathizing. Church is showing compassion. Church is both strengthening and being strengthened. Church is not on Sunday because church is belonging. And the need to belong cannot be confined to a day of the week. You need to belong every day. And others need you so that they can have something to belong to as well. In our Western individualist mindset, uh, it's very easy to separate ourselves from others and just say, well, I just need to belong to Jesus. Right? I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. We'll keep it neat and tidy that way. Cut out the middleman. It's much more efficient. And I can just roll with the big guy and cut out all the other stuff. But that wasn't Jesus' plan. And that certainly isn't the way we see the church unfold as we read through the New Testament. In the Gospels, Jesus spoke frequently of the need to be unified, the need to love one another, how the world would recognize our connection to Him was by the way that we loved other people. Paul writes to other Christian churches using this same body of Christ analogy, reminding the individuals that indeed they, are, they have a part, that they belong. I would like us to do something real quick. Look to someone near you and just remind them you belong. You belong. You know what? It's important for us, more than we realize, for us to be able to tell each other that. People need to hear that. I... I would bet that those simple words, you belong, said at the right moment, may bring someone to tears. Not that we're trying to get each other to cry. That's not the goal. But we need to hear that spontaneously from one another because our adversary is constantly telling us the exact opposite. If you're taking notes, which 